Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the LightningInsider.com podcast. I am Eric Erlinson from lightninginsider.com coming to you after game two of the Stanley Cup final Tampa Bay Lightning win a game three to one they have a 2-0 series lead as the series now shifts to Montreal for games number three and four game three will be on Friday at 8 p.m. game number four not until Monday so make sure you take note of that Game 3 on Friday, 8 p.m. Game 4 on a Monday at 8 p.m. at the Bell Center in Montreal. And boy, we got some things to get into from tonight's game. Uh, Sometimes you just find a way to win. You never apologize for winning playoff games. And that's kind of what the game happened to be tonight. We'll, We'll get into exactly what the uh, (laughs) signature moment of this game and probably for the playoffs for Tampa Bay ended up being in this game. But the first thing we have to discuss is the team's play. You knew that Montreal was going to push. The team that loses game one always makes that push in game two. We certainly saw that from Tampa Bay in round number three against the Islanders. When the Islanders won game number one, you knew Tampa Bay was going to push, and they did, and they got a 4-1 result. Were rewarded for their work, and Montreal pushed tonight. First period was okay. Some chances on both sides. Both goaltenders showed that they were ready to go, and it was a 0-0 game after the first period, and it was okay. You, you felt like it was okay. The, the, the shots, I think, were 13-6 in favor of Montreal, but the shot attempts actually favored Tampa Bay. The uh, Canadians actually blocked a ton of shots in the first period, so that's why the shots on goal total were a little a little bit of gap in those numbers, but the shot attempts were actually in favor of Tampa Bay. The scoring chances were in favor of Tampa Bay. The high-danger chances were pretty equal. The Canadians did have a little bit better expected goal rate in that first period on the Lightning, but it was a 0-0 game. And we know that this Lightning team is comfortable now in those type of situations. Uh, you know, they're not going to be too impatient if the, the goals aren't coming. They're just going to try and stick to their game. But we get to the second period, and the Canadians were like, enough of this. And I was on with the guys from the fourth period on Sirius XM in a pregame and they asked me if you were in Montreal's room what would you do what would you tell your players 
the approach for game number two when I said I'd speed the game up. Montreal is a team that likes to, much like the Islanders, kind of sit back in their structure. They're okay if you have the puck because they're going to force you into situations to where you might give it up. And then they'll counterattack. That's their game plan. In the second period, they didn't do that. They sped the game up a little bit. Tampa Bay was not handling the puck very well. We know that they can get into problems sometimes when they mismanage the puck. And I thought that was the case. And the pucks were just exploding off guys' sticks. It was really weird and bizarre to see Tampa Bay, you know, with such issues in having the puck on their stick. You know, they try and make a pass and they lose control of it. They try and make a, a quick little move and they lose the puck. So those were more unforced errors on Tampa Bay's part. Uh, however, they did uh, have some forced turnovers too because Montreal sort of turned up their game a little bit. And all of a sudden they just started coming and coming and coming. Even though Tampa Bay got the first goal of the game and we know how important getting that first goal can be. I think Montreal was coming into the series 0-3 or 0-4. They don't give up the first goal very often, but they don't come back. They're not a team that's built to be able to come back. Uh, we know the, the Lightning's record, I think, was 14-1, 12, somewhere in that range. 12-1, 13-1, 14-1. Don't quote me on that. Uh, so we know how important the first goal is. And Tampa Bay did get it. Uh, if you read my story that posted... Um, Last night about how Tampa Bay's defense, you could see they're starting to become more active and they're getting uh, more offense because of it. And, you know, one of the plays that we've seen them do a little bit more often here uh, in the later stages of the postseason is the switch off play where defenseman comes down the wall as a forward comes high. They drop the puck, the defenseman gets it back down low. That's kind of how the first goal was created because it was Anthony Sorelli, of all people, basically back at the right point throwing a puck towards net ends up finding a hole through traffic I'm not sure if it deflected I don't think Jan Ruda got a piece of it but again there's Jan Ruda down around the hash marks on the switch off play Uh, he actually got the secondary assist on the goal Uh, so they end up getting a 1-0 lead in the second period but Montreal kept coming and they kept coming, and they kept coming. Uh, the shots, the shot totals at the end of the second period, I believe, were somewhere around 28 to 13. And the only reason it was even 13 is the Lightning had a little bit of a flurry uh, of shots later on. At, at one point, uh, Sorelli's goal was the eighth shot on goal for Tampa Bay. They went a long stretch without another one. Some of that was because... Uh, Montreal got a power play opportunity. They actually cashed in on that power play, but not kind of how you would imagine it was going to take place is uh, what should have been a harmless backhander from Nick Suzuki uh, near the top of the right circle. Just found a way. It, it, it looked like it deflected off of Sorelli, then off McDonough, just as Ben Sherratt's goal in game one did. It was blocked by Sorelli and then ping-ponged in off of the skate of Ryan McDonough in that game. So another... Uh, fortunate situation for the Canadians to get on the board that tied the game. And again, Montreal just kept coming. They were energized. They felt good about themselves. The line of 
a Suzuki with Caulfield and Toffoli, who were so quiet in game number one. They had a massive game tonight. They had a really good second period. And it looked like things were going to end up 1-1 going into the third period, despite the dominance that Montreal had, certainly in the puck possession. And then comes along Tampa Bay's two prized acquisitions from last year's trade deadline. In what is going to be a goal that you are going to see over and over and over again. There's no time left on the clock. It's a nothing play if you're Montreal. You, you actually clear the zone. There's about eight seconds left. You clear the zone. And Blake Coleman sort of separates the man from the puck. Ends up on the stick of Ryan McDonough in front of the Tampa Bay blue line. And McDonough just quickly sends the puck back the other way. And then what happens next is going to go down in lightning lore. The picture will be on the cover of books. Because Goodrow, Barkley Goodrow, taps the puck forward. And I'm not sure what Ben Sherratt was thinking here. He stepped up rather than staying back. Again, there's almost no time left on the clock at this point. So Sherratt steps up. Goodrow pokes the puck past him. And he sets up basically a a two-on-one situation. And here's Goodrow on the right-hand side of the the ice. He's got the bench behind him saying, shoot, 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 because his clock is ticking down. And then he puts the puck into an area that Carey Price can't get it, but Blake Coleman can. And Coleman has, I believe it's Philip Deneau, basically on his back. And then just as we saw in the playoffs last year, Blake Coleman put on his red cape, ripped his shirt from the front of his body and revealed the S that he must be wearing under his jersey because he went full Superman again, just like he did in the series against Boston last year. If you remember the goal, it was actually a pass from Zach Bogosian and Coleman dove forward to make sure he tipped it past Jarl Halak of the Bruins last year. He did it again. And he did it in this circumstance. There was actually 0.3 seconds left on the clock. They checked it and put 1.1 back on the clock. But just the determination, the effort, the understanding to dive forward, knowing that that's the only play that he can make. And he doesn't know how much time is left on the clock when he does it, right? Like he, doesn't, he knows time is running down, but he doesn't know how much time is left in the clock. But it's, it's that just effort. The reason they traded for Blake Coleman, the reason they gave up a first-round draft pick along with Nolan Foote, their first-round draft pick from 2019, was because of plays like that. Blake Coleman had not scored a goal in these playoffs since the very first goal 
the Lightning scored this postseason. He scored a shorthanded goal in Florida. He had not scored a goal since. But the goal he scored tonight, you're going to remember forever. You're going to think about this season, this playoffs, and everything else and understand what that goal meant. Time, situation. I mean, 1.1 left on the clock. I mean, there was no question it went in before the buzzer went off. That's why the clock had stopped was 0.3. But can you imagine how deflating it is on the other side to give up a goal at that point after the period that they had played knowing that they did everything they could to give themselves a lead and you end up trailing and then flip that to the other side where you have a lightning team knowing they did not play well at all knowing they probably didn't deserve to be in front in that game Andre Vasilevsky is a big reason why they were. And then you get a goal like that. And you want to talk about injecting life into the building. I mean, the building was just absolutely rocking. And you know the bench is too. You you, You talk about a boost of energy for a team to score a goal like that. In that moment, in the Stanley Cup final, to give yourself a lead where you probably deserve to be down by a couple. So imagine if you have to go into the locker room, if you're Tampa Bay, how do you calm yourself down? How do you maintain perspective after what just happened Literally seconds before you're walking down the tunnel to the locker room. To try and put yourself into a position to where you have to regroup. Put yourself back out on the ice and perform much better than you did in the second. Because if you're going to go out in the third and perform the same way you did in the second, you're not winning the game. And you absolutely cannot... Score a goal like that in that situation and lose the game. You can't do it. You can't get that sort of an unbelievable posterized moment and lose the game. Look, if that goal happens and it puts them up 5-1, hey, it's a great goal. But if you score that goal to put yourself up by a one heading into the third period and then you lose that game I, I had visions of her Brooks 1980 after the uh, Team USA defeated the Russians in the Olympics and then they had to go out and play Finland to win the gold medal they're trailing after the second period and basically the speech from her Brooks said If you beat the Russians and you go out and lose to the Finns and you don't win the gold medal, you're going to take it to your grave. 
he was a little more colorful in his language. But that's what he said. Basically, he said, you can't beat the Russians and then not win the gold. Much different scale here, I understand. But that's just the, the, I had that thought going through my head. If you, you will take it to your grave. If you get that type of a goal at that moment on this stage and you don't win the game and it ends up a 1-1 series. Now, assuming the Lightning can find a way to win two more games in this series, that will be the moment of the playoffs without a doubt. I feel fairly comfortable in suggesting there's a good chance we won't see anything the rest of this series like we saw at the end of the second period tonight. That's how big of a moment that was. And give the Lightning credit, they did come out in the third period. They did settle themselves down. They did not play as if that goal won them the game. They understood that there were still 20 more minutes to go and you were holding on to a one-goal lead because they came out skating better, getting pucks in deep on a more consistent basis, getting a forecheck established, and just making the Canadians work. And they found a way to get another goal Tampa Bay taking advantage of a... I'm not even sure what Joel Edmondson was thinking on a little backhand back pass behind his own net. Andre Pilat swooped in and banks it in off the skate at Carey Price with a little over four minutes to go in the game. Makes it 3-1 and it's game over there. Montreal's not getting two more pass Andre Vasilevsky. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. So they get credit for settling themselves down after a pretty poor second period and then get that goal that really energized them. So now you end up with a 2-0 series lead But again, just like after game one, I will caution you, do not get ahead of yourselves. The players are not. I can promise you the players are not getting ahead of themselves. Because they can't perform another game like they did tonight and think that they're going to get away with it. Yeah, the goalie's a part of the team. Don't get me wrong. He has a say in every game. And if he's on top of his game, you feel good about yourself. If he's not on top of your game, you end up on the wrong side of a lopsided result tonight. And Montreal is sitting over there saying, told you we could play with them. We can win these games. You know, what's the old adage? Series doesn't start till the home team loses a game. Home team hasn't lost a game yet. But we do also know how good Tampa Bay has been on the road this year. They won two out of the three games in the Florida series. They won all three games in the Carolina series. Ended up going one and two in the Islanders series. But they're comfortable on the road. 
It will be interesting because, look, the the line of Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, and Andre Palat, even though Palat scored essentially the game-ending goal, were not very good tonight. In fact, you couldn't say any of the lines were really that good tonight. Maybe the Gord Goodrell Coleman line, and not because they scored the goal at the end of the, the second period. Actually, Yanni Gord wasn't even on the ice. Anthony Sorelli was in that situation. But they are going to have to be much better because if you thought Montreal was desperate in game two, wait till you get to Friday. Because they're also going to get their head coach back. Luke Richardson has been behind the bench, former NHLer, spent a little time here with the Lightning as well. Dominic Ducharme, who has been in COVID protocols, will get cleared ahead of Game 3. He will be behind the bench. So that's going to give them a boost, a little bit of energy. And they're going to take what worked in the second period tonight and try and develop a game plan around it. So the Lightning are going to have to be prepared for that. Uh, One of the other things from tonight's game, we know Alex Kalorn missed the game. After blocking the shot in game number one, he played one shift in the third period, did not return, was not on the ice for this morning's optional morning skate, did not play. So Matthew Joseph was inserted into the lineup his first game since, I think, game three against the Panthers way back in the first round. He was on a line. They moved Ross Colton back over to center, Pat Maroon. Shifts from the right side to the left side. Joseph slots in on right wing. Tyler Johnson moves up to second line winger to play with Sorelli and Steven Stamkos. Uh, They were okay. Again, I said none of the lines were really good tonight. Um, You know, no sustained zone time for really any of them. Uh, And then, you know, look, they lost Ross Colton for a period in this game. I think, he, I think he left the game somewhere around the second, didn't return um, until late in the second period. So, you know, the lines were all kind of jumbled and mumbled. Uh, I felt at times in the second period the Lightning looked a little tired in the game. I think Montreal took advantage of some of that. I think... Montreal is going to feel good about how things went in this game. So that's why I'm saying Tampa Bay had better be ready for what's coming at them. Because this is the final. This is not early in the postseason. This is not round two, not round three. This is the final. And, you know, they're going to have the entire province of Quebec behind the Canadians. It's only going to be 3,500 of them in the building. Canadians had requested an opportunity to increase capacity to just over 10,000 for the game. They were denied by the provincial government. So there will only be 3,500 people in the building on Friday. So they're not going to get that sort of feed off the crowd moment. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough to cover playoff games In Montreal in 2014, 2015, 2004, 
as well. It is a bucket list atmosphere. The pregame, the buildup, all of that. It, it, it won't quite be that same way. They'll do the same pregame situations, but rather than 20,000 people you know, coming to life, it's only going to be 3,500. Compared to zero, which is what the Canadians played in front of for almost the entire season, it'll, it's different. They didn't get fans back in their building until game six against Toronto. But they haven't increased the capacity since then. But the Lightning now sit just two games away, two wins away from a repeat performance that has only been done once in the cap era. That by Pittsburgh in 16 and 17. You had a... Stanley Cup rematch in 2008 and 2009 between Detroit and Pittsburgh. Detroit won in 8, Pittsburgh won in 09. But you get know, the last time a team repeated, of course, 16 17. Before that, it was 97 98. Before that, it was 91 92 Pittsburgh. 97 98 was Detroit. And then you had the Oilers. Then you had the Islanders who won their four straight from 80 to 84. Doesn't happen often. And in a, a parity-driven league, it's, it's even more difficult to think about. Not many teams even get back to the cup final the year after either winning a cup or even getting to a cup final. It's hard to do. And in these circumstances with Tampa Bay, like it was just in September that they won. And here they are, less than a calendar year since then, on the precipice of doing it again. But I'm the voice of reason, or so I've been told. So I'm just going to tell you to make sure you, you kind of pump the brakes a little bit. There's still a long way to go. You don't win the series in two games. It's the first of four. Doesn't matter how you get there. It's difficult in the Stanley Cup final to overcome a 2-0 deficit, but not impossible. The Bruins did Bruins were the last team in the final to do it. 2011 when they defeated Tampa Bay in the Eastern Conference final, they lost the first two games in Vancouver. And came back to win the series in seven. So I know the Lightning are not getting ahead of themselves. So maybe you should follow suit and say, hey, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't get ahead of myself here. Because there's a long way to go. And a short time to get there. Let's discuss what the Lightning need to do when the series does get to Montreal. They need they need to again it's a lot of it's about managing the puck, right? It's about making sure that they're not letting the puck explode off their stick. 
that's kind of the problem that they've had when they get into trouble. And that's why I think they're hard to beat when they take care of the puck, when they don't beat themselves. So to me, that's always going to be the biggest item, the biggest thing that this team has to do to put themselves in position to win a game. And that's just take care of the puck. They didn't take care of the puck again tonight. Fortunately, it didn't burn them. Look, they had a great penalty kill. Ryan McDonough took a four-minute high sticking right at the start of a four-on-four situation. So Montreal actually had a minute 55 of a four-on-three power play, followed by, you know, 205 of of five-on-four. I don't think Montreal did themselves any favors, but, you know, the Lightning did a really good job of clearing pucks during that four-on-three and not really giving Montreal too many dangerous chances. So, you know, they had moments in this game. Look, it wasn't all a poor game. And John Cooper even said it afterwards. The other team has a vote in how you play sometimes, too. And we know playoffs are a chess match, right? Okay, this is what Tampa Bay did in game one. What's Montreal going to do to counter that in game two? Okay, now Tampa Bay saw what Montreal did to counter that. What can they do to counter that in game three? It's, it's this back and forth. It's like a tennis match in some ways. Lobbing the ball over the net. Okay, where did you put it last time? Okay, I'm going to uh, assume you're going to put it over here. So you get a lot of that in the playoffs, and, and now it's going to be on Tampa Bay to respond to that and put themselves into a better situation to give themselves a better chance in game number three because the storm is coming and it's wearing blue, blanc, and rouge. All right, that's going to wrap this up. Uh, don't forget our partners at smackapparel.com. Use the code BOLTS21, B-O-L-T-S, BOLTS21 at smackapparel.com. You get 21% off any order. That's 21% off any order of anything they have on their site. Uh, check out their back-to-boat shirts, which, hey, we're kind of getting close to that thought process. I'm not getting ahead of myself. I'm just saying we're getting close to that thought process. Um, the Big Cat, boy, did he have a great game tonight. They have a great Big Cat shirt. Check that out as well. But it's good for any of their apparel. So that's smackapparel.com. They are a local Tampa um, business. Make sure you support local. Uh, they do ship worldwide, of course. Um, for any of your orders, so it's not just limited to here in Tampa, but they are a Tampa-based company. So uh, take care of them if you can. They help take care of us. So, again, the code is BOLTS21 at smackapparel.com. All right, I'll be coming back at you after game number three. Again, that's on Friday night at 8 p.m. Game four will be on Monday also at 8 p.m. Those games are both in Montreal. So uh, as always, rate, share, subscribe this this podcast. Make sure you check out my work at lightninginsider.com as well. And, uh, I'll be back with you on Friday. So until then, thanks for listening. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
workbook, guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.